Wait, sorry. Oh my fuck. Okay, just once from the top. We're not famous yet. But if people knew who we were, we might get the attention we crave. Until then, we'll ride this wave. It's Kaylee and Tina. Two girls with hypochondria. It's Kaylee and Tina. Together, we'll tell you the best of the things you forgot or overlooked with our blunt observations. It's time to get underrated. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Hi. Hi, I'm Kaylee. And I'm Tina. And we're underrated. Some content in this podcast may include sparkling dialogue, blunt observations, and cosmic energy from two of the most underrated gals on the scene. And that is me and my friend Kaylee. That's me and my friend Tina. Guys, you guys, we're on our best behavior again because we have a guest. Tina, take it away, girly. We would love to welcome to the pod Stephen K. Glickman. Hello. We're thrilled to have you. Thrilled. Hello, and thank you for having me. I am uh, Stephen Kramer Glickman, and I'm, I'm very excited to be here. The K is for Kramer and also for crazy. Crazy with a gay. I love it. I love it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. We're beyond excited. I have to start off and ask you, are you being a hypochondriac this week? Yes. As as per usual. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, I'm feeling a little jittery. I've been feeling the jitters in my body. I don't know mm-hmm. what that is. Mm-hmm. I wanted to look it up, but I, I've been ho- trying to hold back from WebMDing it. Um, I thought maybe lack of food or too much food. I'm not 100% sure. Right. And it could be right on that line. It could be either. It could be either. It could be not enough sleep or too much sleep. It's, mm-hmm. it's very tricky. It's very hard mm-hmm. to tell. What about you? Um, I'm feeling like a hypochondriac because I've had a, a very like specific pain in the left side of my body. Went ahead and WebMD'd it. I didn't have that self-restraint. And they had, I'd say, a, a terrifying laundry list of things that that could be. And guess what? They all require surgery. And I was like, okay, I'll just forget about I'll forget about it then because yeah. I don't want that. Good choice. Good choice. I want it. Kaylee? Hey guys, Kaylee here. Um, I am in fact being a hypochondriac, of course. Um, but it's about what I think many of us are feeling a hypochondriac or being a hypochondriac about. Um, it's the common cold. It's the common mm. cold. None of us can catch a common cold nowadays without thinking it's COVID. Um, my boyfriend did in fact ha- he has a cold. He did get tested for COVID, negative, negative, negative. Um, so I think I'm okay, sure enough. I obviously am close with him. I'm getting a little sick now. Still feel the need to get tested. These symptoms just came on today. We'll be getting a test later. Um, but at least I know that I'll have the results soon, you know? Mm-hmm. Not something to look forward to. Ooh, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. You can never be too careful. Um, Thank you, guys. I, I had a date uh, last night with a, with a woman, and she told me that she just tested negative for covid after being positive for COVID uh, three weeks ago. So I was like, okay, well, that's good. But it was like, she was like, no, I tested negative. And my brain just kept hearing, you tested positive? Yeah, at some, ago? at some point. 
yeah at some point but i was i had covid also at some point so you know it's it's a scary but but yeah it's scary but it's okay yeah. we're making it through it yeah making she was probably the safest person to be with to be honest you might be right you might be right too you might be right. she was she was in the clear um do you happen to feel underrated this week you know, I always feel a little bit underrated. Um, I don't feel particularly great about how videos are doing on uh, TikTok. Um, yeah, it's uh, frustrating. That can be, you know, because you post something and then you do like 100,000 views and then you post something like three days later and it's like, you have 500 views and you're like, 500 <laughs> I'm a million five I like are you kidding how does that even make sense it's so frustrating um, it's crazy yeah I don't know yeah yeah I tried really hard not to like get into my head too much about it because I can't I cannot control it nothing I can do yeah. but I do feel it does feel underrated though you do yeah. go yeah you can't think about it too much because it just is a constant ebb and flow with TikTok, I posted a video the other day and I lost a hundred followers like within minutes. And I was like, oh my God, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't a hit with that crowd. Um, but what did you say, what did you say in the video? You know, I stupid. I was just like, oh, I, I wanted to like be a B when I grew up and it didn't work out for me. <laughs> like I lost a hundred oh, followers immediately. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I was like, I was like, okay, noted, noted. This isn't a crowd that particularly cares for bees moving on, muscling through. The first, God, the first video of yours that I saw that made my head explode. I was, it was, it was, yeah, no, it was the one where, where you said um, that your sister, it was something about your sister and, oh. then, and you're like, and she, she grabbed you by the throat <laughs> yeah. or something like that. And, and, and she was like, what did she say? It was something like that, it was, right? Uh, it was like, yeah, she didn't want me to shampoo my hair, but I said it like yeah, shampoo. Shampoo, shampoo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then she grabbed you and she like threatened your life. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, I laughed so much watching it. I was like, what is happening, right? Like, who is this? And then I just kept showing it to other people and just being like, are you kidding me with this? And then there was the one with, with uh, the guy who went to space, uh, Elon Musk. There was the Elon Musk one. There's a couple, there's a couple in there that, that, that were like, I was like, I just had to share them and to show people. Cause I thought they were so funny. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was so cool when you were just commenting on them and now to have you on the pod is, is really a dream. I was, I, I literally thrilled. I was doing, I was literally Tina doing a table read Kaylee. I don't know uh, if you know this, I was doing a table read for a TV show that I co-wrote and we were, uh, we were like prepping this table read and I was like, Oh, I have to, I have to get Tina to, to do one of the leads on the show. Like I got I got to get her a script. I got to do the thing. And then they shut up like the table read ended up getting uh, kind of shut down last minute, which is normal, you know, during COVID time, you can't control mm -hmm. anything, but I was like, Oh my God, we got to get her. We got it. I got to do something with her. She's so funny. So anyways, thank you so this much. It's not going to so be exciting. underrated for long. That's for certain. That's a for certain. For certain. <gasps> Absolutely. Thanks, Kaylee. Of course. Love you. I do. I love you more. I do want to lift you guys up a little bit, though, and say 
it sounds beautiful to have the ability to lose a hundred followers in a day. And I think that's something that you both should feel amazing about actually. So I'm, I'm, tr- I'm taking a positive twist on this and I just wanted to shout you both out for that. Yeah. That it isn't like a devastating hit. <laughs> that it, no. you know, you're right. You're right. That is a positive spin and it's true. To, sure. to have those followers to lose is, a, is amazing. It's a blessing. I, I'm happy for you both. Are you, you feeling know, underrated? I, Who, yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, look at me. Of course. Of course I am. Of course. <laughs> I'm feeling underrated, though, by the uh, nail polish industry, the distributors of nail polish, some would say. And that's because never in my life, whether I get them done at a salon, which I'll admit is rare, or whether I'm doing them at home, um, never, ever does the polish stay on. Right. More than two days. I'll get a nice 48 oh. hours if I'm lucky. I'm putting on three coats, then a top coat, full coverage, and you can't give me 48 hours? Come I'm on. Under it. I know. Come on. I know. It had to be said. That's why my fingers are just always, I, they just always look like a five-year-old because I'm like, I'm painting all <laughs> the time. I can't do it. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Fair enough. Um, I really have to get off my chest why I'm underrated. Um, Today I was thrifting and uh, the place I thrift, it doesn't let you try stuff on. So it's what you would call a gamble. And (laughs) I, I was holding up a a shirt to show to my friend I was thrifting with. I was saying to him, like, do you think I could like, what do you think? Like, could I make this work or, and the woman was behind him and she looked at me and she squinted and she, she shook her head and I was like, okay. I wasn't necessarily asking you, but it's huge that you as a stranger feel qualified to be like, "Mm, you never. So I'm feeling a little (laughs) underrated by that woman. And I went on to get the shirt because fuck her. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to put together an ensemble and then she'll see. I'll prove to her that I can pull it off. I'm going to prove her wrong. Stacey London from what not to wear. (laughs) Find out later. Yeah, Stacey London loves to frequent my local thrift shop. Exactly. <laughs> I love Stacey London. She was so She's great. the best. I was obsessed with that show when I was little. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. Yeah, wearing like my cargo shorts and my, you know, graphic tees. I was like, can you believe they're wearing this? <laughs> can you imagine if, if people in your life nominated you to be on that show? <laughs> you know who did an episode of that show? Who? Mayim my, my Bialik. <gasps> from big from big bang theory oh my god blossom she was like um her friends nominated her and put her on the show and there's a full episode of her wearing like literally like a muumu dress and just you know scarves and the biggest sweater you've ever seen she looks like the the olsen twins like threw up on her like she's just just <laughs> the worst outfit and um and they brought her on the show and just threw all of her clothes in the trash and bought her oh my god has to be traumatizing i feel like they always ended up putting them in business casual at the end right like like i'm like oh there there you go they're ready for a day at the office thank god Mm -hmm. my gosh (laughs) yeah i always felt so bad especially if somebody had a very specific style like if you had like some goth girl who was like yeah dressed like you know Winona Ryder and Beetlejuice every day and had had like really put a lot of effort into a style and then they're like 
they're like, no, throw it in the trash. You know, they yeah. throw all their stuff away. And you're like, oh, God, so boring. Yeah, because it's not that they don't have style. It's just that it's not the style mm-hmm. TLC yeah. is embracing, I guess. Yeah, like, you know, like I have uh, this neighbor who's uh, I'm I'm 42 and she's also 42. And she came over to my place one day and saw like my I have a lot of weird stuff. Like each room in my place is like this. It's all fully done like a set in a its own weird, strange way. Cool. And she was like, she said to me, no woman will ever like this. What? That's what she said. <laughs> and I said, I said, no, um, there, there, women will, there will be women who like this. It's just women who like me. That's the yeah. That's like they. Don't, I'm, I'm also. I'm not trying to. You know, like I'm not trying to date like a. Uh, you know, a, a a school. You know, a lady like 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 some lady who like spent you know twenty thousand dollars redoing the tiles to look like the Four Seasons in her bathroom. Like that's not my. <laughs> no. That's not my particular style. Like just because it's a different style doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means it's fun. You know. Yes, whimsy for the win. I love a whimsical yeah, whimsy moment. Whimsy for the win. I like that. That's actually a pretty good litmus test that your house is decorated so particular to your style because then you know early on if someone gets it or they don't. Oh, uh, it definitely for it definitely is. I mean, you can see on Instagram, but you know, I have a I have a bathroom that is uh hang on. The McDonald's yeah, the McDonald's bathroom. Have you you could still it? take us there if you'd like, because I'd love to go. Yes, uh. please. We want to <laughs> see the McDonald's bathroom. I went into a McDonald's the other day and I was disappointed that it wasn't the fashion I was used to. <gasps> That's oh what I'm talking God. about. Guys, his bathroom is so beautifully decorated like a McDonald's. It's the I classic red and yellow. It's the arch. It's the golden, golden arches, arches, you guys. Oh, Ronald McDonald. Does that scare you in the night? Um, no, but I, most of the time when uh, a guest comes over, when they walk in, they go, oh, is this where I die? This is where I die. <laughs> yeah. Just, just making sure this is, this is where I die. Um, yeah. But I like that kind of stuff. It's like weird and fun. Yeah. There's, fun. You could decorate anything how you like. Um, yeah. It was either McDonald's or Taco Bell. I literally had the sign in my hand, the big taco bell neon sign going do i go taco bell or do i go mcdonald's i went with mcdonald's but taco bell could still have been good you know it could it could mcdonald's i think was the right choice though just a gut feeling Mm -hmm. yeah so i hate to out you on the pod but we have to talk about the fact that you are a theater kid Mm -hmm. Uh, yes you went to theater school as did i do i it's happening still as did kaylee um wow you Mm -hmm. went you went to AMDA. I did. And what made you decide to come to the United States for college? Well, I grew up in San Diego. I'm I'm originally oh, yeah. I'm originally from Canada, from London, Ontario, but I did grow mm-hmm. up in San Diego. And um uh yeah, I I was I, I mean when it came time for college, the I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to I, well, I wanted to be in 
entertainment but yeah, i don't think you can major in entertainment you know so like get your degree as an entertainer so i was right. like i'll go to school for musical theater and um first i went to ada the american academy of dramatic arts in los mm -hmm. angeles i did a year there did not particularly enjoy it uh it's gotten a lot better it's a lot better now than it was then and then, uh, and then I went to AMDA, and that's where I graduated from in New York. And that was, you know, amazing because it's like you, I got to spend all my time learning about musicals and, you know, shows that I have loved my whole life and really got to do a deep dive into like what it is to, to be a musical theater actor and just an actor in general, just read plays and all that kind of stuff. I love it. I loved that school. Of course. Was there any like particular scene or character you got to work on that was like a defining moment for you? Um, well, yeah, yeah. Um, that's such a good question. I, um, the first time I did a song that was like, uh, really emotionally connected where they were like, really hounding on me for it because i always like when i was like at ada i sang giants in the sky and i was like mm -hmm. okay like that's a nice song and it was good i loved singing it and then uh, i did anthem from chess and like i could crush that song and i was like cool but also very little connection emotionally and then mm -hmm. when i was at uh amda they were like oh let's try the song um marry me from the musical the rink which is a musical about an ice skating rink. That sounds fun. Where like literally when they would do the show on Broadway, there was an ice skating rink on stage and people would skate on stage. Insane. Like what? What? Such a weird, and the cast was like, of course, gigantic and huge. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I auditioned, I, I mean, I sang, um, I sang this song called Marry Me, where it was like me asking a girl to, to marry me. And it was like, had layers to it and it was very emotional and like i remember finishing it and being like okay like the and then being like yeah 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 this is good like you're good this is this yeah. is you're um, connect you're like fully connected to the to the thing and acting and performing and and it feels you know like it 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 hits home and um and then i think after that it was just kind of a matter of trying to find other pieces or other things. The play that that I read that changed my life was Suburbia by Eric Bogosian. Mm -hmm. That that was like a life changing thing because um, it's a play about a bunch of people hanging out at Seven Eleven and um, like a bunch of like you know twenty somethings that are kind of lost after after high school, like in you know, a couple that are in college and whatever, you know, trying to decide what to do with their lives. So that I read this play and it just nailed the experience I had in San Diego with all of these kids I would hang out with who were, who are still in San Diego. They're like, you know, you know, work at gas stations and stuff like this. Right. And, mm -hmm. uh, I was like, no, I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to go be this big actor. And they were all like, yeah, whatever, Hollywood, you know, like that kind of, we had this like yeah. kind of, you know, energy where we kind of mess with each other a lot. Anyways, long story short, when we graduated, when I graduated from AMDA, I was like, I'm going to get the rights to suburbia 
and do it off Broadway in New York. And I had purchased rights in the past to, to plays uh, to, to do in different places and, you know, cut deals with places. So I reached out and they said, no, we don't, uh, we, we don't do, um, uh, the show can't be done in New York city. It can only be done, um, by schools in New York city, but what we'd have, it, it won't, Eric Bogosian does not allow off-Broadway productions of his plays because they wow. become official off-Broadway productions and that's not great for him. And so I said, um, can I write him a letter to tell him why I should be allowed to do the show? And they were like, yeah, okay. And so at 19 years old, 20, 1920, I wrote a big letter <laughs> and sent it in the mail through with, with, a, with a stamp on it to Eric Bogosian's agent who then gave it to Eric then he wrote back and said, okay, fine. You can have the show. Oh my you gosh. Can, you can do it. You and your friends can do it. And I said, thank you so much. I wrote back. Thank you so much. Here are the 22 changes to your script to update it to present day. Because the show is supposed to take place in present day. And there are changes in the script that would need to happen to do that. And he wrote back, you're a ballsy bastard. You can have <laughs> five changes. <laughs> and I so much and i did the show and um we put the show on we needed uh, just to give you an idea like how crazy i i am I, I we needed costumes and we didn't have very much money to put the show up so i went to this brand new store that was um across the street from my school and i was like yo i've got this thing here's what's going on we're doing this play we need costumes what would you what do you guys say we'll put you on the flyer you know we'll tell we'll be on the front of the program costumes designed by your company <laughs> and they were like yeah yeah sure we'll give you all the costumes you need so oh our, show, our show got sponsored by urban outfitters Oh the my first, God. The first Urban Outfitters like in New York City. Uh, and it was like right at the, this is back in 1999, 2000. So this was like the beginnings of Urban Outfitters. So I did stuff like that. Or like I wanted songs to play during our show. So I contacted Warner Brothers and, and just pitched people I did not know to give us the rights to music to have in our show. And I got a bunch of songs. I got some like Nine Inch Nails and some other stuff. And um, it was cool. It was so, so cool. And um, I lost a bunch of money doing it, but um, you know, it was really exciting and, and it helped my career kind of get started, you know? Of course. Where do you think this nerve comes from? Like at 19, like, did you always have it? Is it something you learned along the way? It's definitely, um, it's definitely my mom. My mom mm -hmm. is, uh, she's, she's, um, like a machine like that. Like she would do stuff like she worked at McDonald's my entire childhood. And, um, if she wanted a TV, she would like a new TV for the living room. She would go get these McDonald's burger things you know they were like free cards for free burgers mm -hmm. and she would uh she would take the like all you know like two hundred dollars worth of hamburger things like with permission from her office at mcdonald's she would take 200 of them go to target and be like hey guys do you have any tvs that have been returned 
um, you want to trade for $200 worth of hamburgers? And they'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever, lady. Here's like a $200 <laughs> TV. And they would like, she would trade. She was so, she she is, she is so ballsy and, and uh, just gnarly in the way that she like figures things out and pushes and negotiates and like, just you know she's like a real fighter like she really fights hard to to get you know to make things happen and that and it definitely rubbed off on me a lot you know hey everyone it's kaylee and tina and yes we are incorporating ads into our podcast now but before you skip ahead please listen because you know that we would never steer you wrong tina why don't you tell them who our first sponsor is Our first sponsor is With Love Candle Company. It is run by Alexandra and Tommy. They're Kentucky natives. They created With Love Candle Company in June of 2020. The name was a no-brainer because they create scents based on the people and things they love, and they do it together. Absolute relationship goals. They've sold Mm -hmm. and shipped over 1,000 candles to over 30 states in just a few months of being in business. And they strive to be as green as possible and reuse a lot of their shipping materials, and their candles are made with 100% soy wax made from soybeans grown in the U.S. of A. We are personally obsessed with their Zodiac collection. We have their Cancer Zodiac candle, melting wax, and bar soap. And let me tell you, it is absolutely heavenly. They have it for every Zodiac sign, and they incorporate things based off your sign. And they also have fun scents like the Dump Him candle, which has white sage to get him out of your life. Um, And for our (laughs) listeners, we have a sweet little treat for you. If you use the code underrated, you will get 10% off your order with them. And please make sure to follow them on Instagram at withlove.candleco. Yes, absolutely. Obsessed with them and obsessed with their products. So be sure to take advantage of that sweet, sweet deal. And now, Tina, before I get into this next sponsor, can I just ask you a quick question? Yeah. Have you ever been in love? Yeah, Kaylee. No, no, no. I mean, seriously, been in love. Kaylee, yeah. Okay, well, don't brag because I have too. I've recently fallen in absolute love with Ella T. Co. Ella T. Co. is a female-owned small business located in Huntington, Indiana, with items ranging from political teas to witchy crewnecks and so much more. I mean, how could I not help but fall head over heels? And to top it all off, Ella T. Co. gives back. For every tea purchased from them, a tree is planted. Yes, you heard me right. She's literally saving the earth. And for our lucky listeners, you will get 20% off of your purchase and free shipping by using your discount code underrated at checkout. Seriously, what's not to love? So make your purchase today through www.elatico.com or at their Etsy shop and even follow Ella T on Instagram at Ella T Co. I love that. She's a businesswoman. That's yeah, the definition of a businesswoman. She is. Well, when you're a single mom, you know, like you're trying to make, make cool things happen. You know, she was, she was always hustling so much, you know, she still is, she still hustles really hard, but in different ways, but it's, it's a, it's, you know, she's a, she's a bad, she a bad bitch, you know? Yeah. I love that. Speaking of the hustle, when you earlier said that you just wanted to major in entertainment, but you can't, I think it's very funny because that is what you've gone on to do is entertainment. And this is why I think you're underrated because, of course, a lot of people know you for your iconic role as Gustavo. That's iconic, obviously. 
but I don't think people know that you like you just released an album recently have gorgeous singing voice you do stand up you I heard a, a story about how you were in charge of your merchandise as Gustavo and that that story I was like okay that's a lot of business savvy like you really have done anything it seems that you want to do like did you have any order in your head of what you would do first or how did that all come along well I mean that's very nice of you to say that I mean I um you know I'm I I uh, I uh, I try I, I I always feel like opportunity begets more opportunity. Like if you know if like if I get um, like like I, I'm in this movie right now called um, uh, Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild, which just premiered today on uh, Netflix. Just it just oh congrats, today, which is ex- so exciting. So That's cool. so exciting. It's animated. I play Knox, which is um, the cat in the in these like this like little talking cat. It's really fun. Um, but like that opportunity of being in that movie means that now I can go and do um, Comic Con stuff where I get to be like, oh, I was a part of this anime, uh, you know, you know. Um, uh, thing that's also like a gamer thing because Monster Hunter is a video game. So now, so it, it it's like every opportunity then branches out and you can kind of go like, okay, so I've got this. What can I do with it? You're like, well, uh, I, if there's like a video game con or there's like, you know, some, you know, CES or something like this, like I could go sign autographs at the Capcom booth uh, because Capcom produced it or um if i go to netflix and and pitch them i can be like this is my second animated movie i've done that you guys have purchased you know like there's like different all these little things they all start to kind of um become other you know you know kind of add to extra stuff um and big time rush was the the biggest of of all of them really like uh a, a lot of that came from uh when snoop dogg was on the show he iconic iconic he he turned to me while we were doing the show i mean the merch came from snoop dogg that's where that is from snoop dogg turned to me while we were on the show and he said uh oh i like those shoes that you're wearing and i said thanks i just bought them and he said why why did you buy them and i said why wouldn't i buy them and he goes why would you buy them and i was like (laughs) because they're cool and he goes yeah but you don't have to buy them and I was like, what, I'm like, what, what riddle is this? I go, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, you're on a TV show. Just call them and tell them you want shoes. And I was like, what? And he was like, call them, call Nike and say, I want shoes. And they'll just send you whatever you want. And I was like, I don't think that that's how this works. And he goes, it is how it works. And you're making mistakes if you don't do that, if you, you're, if you miss that. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was, I was like, who do I call? He goes, you figure that out. That's not for me to figure out. You decide, you figure that out. <laughs> That's too far uh, for him. And I go, I go, do you have like, did people send you free stuff? And he goes, I have two airplane hangers filled, airplane hangers filled with things that people send me. 
And then I sign them and I put them into charity auctions or I keep them or I give them to my kids. And I was like, what? And so the first thing I did is I made a video with Tanya from Big Time Rush who played Kelly. We made a video, we were like, where I was like, hey, Tanya, you want some pop chips? And she was like, I want some pop chips. I want some pop chips. And then I was like, pop, 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 pop. And we made this stupid video and we posted it on the internet, early internet day, you know, early like YouTube days and shit. Pop chips sent over 500 bags. Oh my God. 500. 500? 500 bags of pop chips they filled they filled like sent i mean literally our entire dressing rooms are just to the roof with boxes and we were like what the hell and so then i was like all right nike so i called nike and they were like (laughs) yeah what do you what do you want come on down and so i went down and i started getting shoes and then i got sponsored by a couple clothing companies and a couple other places and i started doing weird stuff you know like really weird stuff and contacting you know you know just the most absurd places to try to see if i could you know do deals (laughs) with like tums you know and like all sorts of weird you know of course the, the neurotic jewish guy in me is like i'm calling i'm calling tums um but like literally the most random stuff and that led over time to a conversation with hot topic and then i pitched hot topic a line of shirts with my face on it and um i was the only person in the cast to retain their likeness rights so i could put my face on anything without having to deal with nickelodeon and because i dressed like the character before it was a character I, I that was my clothing that i brought to the show that then they had to duplicate for the show you know it was because of that um i mean not everything the yellow glasses that was them. <laughs> but the angle hats those were mine the hoodie the first hoodie all that stuff a lot of that stuff was was my stuff so then um i was able to just put out uh, a deal through Hot Topic where they would sell um, shirts with my face on it, and uh, in you know me as Gustavo basically, and uh, and so to this day, if you look up on Hot Topic, there is you know shirts for sale with my face on it that are hilarious, and people buy them all the time, and I get little checks in the mail every once in a while from Hot Topic, and it's so awesome. Like I love it, I love it, but my my yeah. jaws my jaws on the floor. My jaw's it's, really, on the floor. it's really weird. I'm the only but person from our cast who did anything like that. Everybody else was like focusing on music or they were focusing on, you know, just acting. I was focusing on like, how can I turn myself into, you know, I, uh, like a, just a bigger entity that can do more stuff and, um, and can be more than, than just, you know, have a little more control over my career. And um, mm-hmm. I've gotten to do a lot of stuff, but, you know, I got, I got to sell a TV show to Fox in 2019, a scripted show that I wrote. I've gotten, I got to work for Jim Henson Company as a writer uh, and joined the Writers Guild and the Producers Guild. And um, I've gotten to write at Lionsgate and Comedy Central and um and then be on cool shows and do some movies and you know a lot of it is just because i've stayed out there pushing and 
doing things that I want to do to stay creative. I mean, even this album is like, you know, you know, it has its own reasons and its own stuff, but, but yeah, you know, it's all for the same goal to kind of push, you know, try to expand myself out to, to do all the things I've always wanted to do, I guess. Isn't that weird? I don't know. It's fun. No, not weird. It's great. It's, I have to ask, cause you said your likeness and like the way you dress and everything is what became Gustavo was the, I'm trying, I'm coming up short on what it's called. Like, you know, the little blurb that describes the character you're auditioning for. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what that said? Like, I'm like, did you create Gustavo? The, the, it said, um, it said, um, suit and tie, silver fox, extremely aggressive record producer that's what Mm -hmm. it said silver fox meaning an older man with gray hair usually a big head of hair no no hair um um uh suit and tie i did not possess that um at the time i was was working at a factory um that made perfume so i was uh and it was a very cold factory so i was wearing a hoodie uh to my to uh to work and there was this hoodie that had comic book signs all over it to like bang pow kapow you know stuff yeah um, and um i was wearing that in a pair of jeans and i got a call saying hey you have an audition um and i thought it was a voiceover job so i didn't change <laughs> i just stayed in my hoodie and my jeans and drove over to paramount and then i got there and everybody in the waiting room was in a suit and tie they all had gray hair they were all extremely handsome. Um, do you remember Griffin, the guy who was my boss on the show? Yes. He was one of the guys in the audition waiting room. And I remember seeing him and seeing all these other men and just being like, I am screwed. Like, this is so wrong. Uh, what am I? I called my manager and I go, dude, you sent me in for the wrong thing. I'm completely wrong for this. And he goes, no, you're perfect. And I go, no, I'm not suit and tie silver fox you know whatever and he goes yeah but also overly aggressive record producer steven just do that thing you do where you pretend that you're more famous than you are and i go oh yeah i know that thing and it was like a little bit of like danny mcbride and it was a little a little bit of kanye and a little bit of like um I got to, I had got to meet, um, uh, Suge Knight and, uh, before he went to prison and, uh, I, I got to hang, hang out with him a tiny, tiny bit. And, uh, I'd been around some pretty significantly big people that were, you know, had huge egos. Like I got to hang out with the RZA from the Wu-Tang clan. And I was like, I kind of had an idea of what these guys are like. So I went in and, I, there was a line uh, that you could improvise. They had like a little space to improvise a line. And they said, Gustavo brags here. That was <laughs> all the time. And so I said, how dare you disrespect me? I gave Ice Cube his first rap album. If it wasn't for me, he'd be doing polka music. Something like that. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I did it again. And then I said... Uh, 
Um, like, I taught Jamie Lynn Spears how to drive a car, for God's sake. You know, like, <laughs> I helped design the Toyota Tacoma. Like, I just made up like, a whole bunch of stupid brags. And, uh, and they were like, I, I left the audition. They, I made them laugh. I walk across the lot. On my way across the lot, I stop by the set of Monk where they were shooting the show Monk with Tony Shalhoub, who's like one of my heroes. And uh, I I had worked on that show, but in the art department, not even on as an actor, just in oh, art. Oh, wow. I had taken a, a kind of a crappy job printing at their art department. And so I saw it, Tony Shalhoub and I was like, hey, I just had an audition. He was like, how did it go? And I go, pretty good. And we're talking and my phone rings and it's them uh and nickelodeon and they go go back go back go back go back go back you have a callback right now go back <gasps> and i was like i gotta go i have a callback bye tony shalhoub 